0: Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. Now, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Oilers and Eskimos, 6.30 Chad. Now bottom of the sixth in New York, the
1: Yankees still beating the Blue Jays. Two nothing, Blue Jays coming into tonight tied with Boston for first in the American League East. Boston will play later on tonight there on the West Coast to face the San Diego Padres. My name is Reed Wilkins at seven hundred six. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. It is a significant week, couple of months really here in Edmonton when it comes to uh, the sports scene as uh, Rogers Place, the brand new downtown arena, opening up. There's a ribbon-cutting ceremony tomorrow. The big public open house is on Saturday. That's going to bring about 55,000 people through the rink. uh, Oil King's Game later this month, the Oilers game later this month, the Oilers regular season game in October, concerts starting next week already. So it's an exciting time, and to talk about that and some other stuff, who knows where we're going to go. It's uh, Edmonton City Councilor Brian Anderson. Brian, thanks for coming in. Good to have you on the show again.
0: Pleased to be here, Reed.
1: You are a uh, long time member of City Council and a long time member of uh, the Edmonton sporting community in in general. And uh, I mean, before you were City Councilor, a lot of people knew you as uh, their coach.
0: I'm sure that's one of, the, one of the reasons that I was elected to council. Uh, Eight, nine hundred students a year graduating from a school, and every one of them had the right to know your name, and they all had parents, and they all had grandparents. So I'm quite certain that uh, most of them thought I did reasonably good job with, uh, with their young people, and uh, it, all, it all panned out.
1: Uh, it was mostly here, Ainley you were at?
0: Five years at Scona and uh, 29 at Harry Ainley.
1: Okay, so was it football and basketball you coached?
0: Uh, yeah, head of the phys ed department and athletic director, so I was kind of overseer of uh, of sport uh, at Harry Ainley and uh, head coach of, of the uh, senior boys football team and uh, senior boys junior boys and senior girls basketball over the years
1: oh, okay over the years Ho- hopefully not all at the same time because <laughs> you never would have left the gym Though well, maybe that would have been okay with you uh, what uh, I mean and I know you don't want to brag but you were uh, quite a successful coach uh, I know there was a uh, an Edmonton Journal article done around the turn of the century in 1999 about 20 coaches who helped make Edmonton the city of champions and they uh, and they listed you as one um, I mean, why, why do you think And I know you're a modest guy but why do you think you, you were a successful coach that generally your teams did well or claimed titles
0: well I, I think first of all I was blessed to have uh, a set of assistant coaches in both sports who loved the game appreciated my point of view when it came to discussing strategies and, and coaching uh, A set of communities surrounding the school that uh, had junior highs that valued uh, uh, sport. Uh, So we had a a good group of of young men and young women coming into the school on a very regular basis. As a matter of fact, uh, you're going to be um, dealing with Al Melichuk and uh, a, a basketball program that he was involved in later on. Uh, He and I had two junior boys teams going at Harry Ainley one year and uh, ended up meeting each other in the city finals. So there was a lot of capable athletes, uh, a real good uh, set of assistant coaches. As a matter of fact, some of the greatest head coaches in, in any sport, in any game, simply... Hire good assistants and then get out of their way. <laughs> That's just
1: a fair point. And uh, but uh, you know now there's there's a whole generation of Edmontonians that knows you as a city councilor. Is it '98? Yeah, you've been on council since.
0: Yeah. So you never really just wrapping up my 18th year.
1: You never really retired from. Well, I mean, you retired from teaching, but you never really retired. You just yeah. went straight in.
0: My the end of my teaching was June '98, and uh, I was retired during a election campaign for three or four months and then was elected in october of that same year i'm
1: curious was there anything sport related that spurred you to want to be a
0: city councilor? well i think one of i mean there was a number of reasons why i appreciated being part of a decision making process uh, but a couple of the really big reasons that i wanted to get on city council was to try to get Uh, the city of Edmonton to get back into the business of investing in sport and recreation facilities. Uh, The last money that they had really put into uh, infrastructure was 1984 with the Millwoods Rec Center. From that time on they allowed uh, the YMCA to build their pools, the kinsmen to build their arenas and operate them and uh, it took a while for me to convince uh, several councils that the operating cost of of a capital investment in in sport and recreation was going to pay off and uh, starting about my second end of my second beginning of my third term we were capable of making motions that that uh, ended up spending probably one point two or three or four billion dollars on sport recreation and and libraries so it paid off also having and I think there'll be a lot of ex-athletes and coaches out there who will agree with me trying to play playoffs in November and city finals on Remembrance Day weekend on frozen turf that that really uh, you know had games being decided by who survived the elements best. I wanted to get the city to uh, consider investing in artificial fields and we ended up uh, with a number uh, that are making the game uh, a lot better. And I think places like uh, Parkland County and, and uh, St. Albert and, and uh, Strathcona County have picked up uh, the benefit from the city of Edmonton so that we've got a number of fields now in uh, the Edmonton region that allow us to start earlier, finish later, and play the game on, on, on great fields.
1: City Councillor Brian Anderson joining us in studio tonight, Inside Sports on uh, 6.30, Ched. Uh, I mean, a, a lot of uh, conversation and focus on Rogers Place, obviously, as as we head into the ribbon-cutting tomorrow and the public open house coming up on uh, Saturday. Again, around 55,000 people have claimed the free tickets for that, so pretty over, they, they had to extend the hours when people could go in. There was a huge response to that. Uh, Brian, th- this was a... Uh, Uh, At times, a difficult process uh, in terms of the whole arena project. At at times, it was controversial. I still hear from uh, inside sports listeners on a nightly basis who are opposed to it or or unhappy about it. Uh, So we'll touch on a few things here. But, I I mean, just in in terms of... um your first, whether it's inclinations or introductions to this whole idea, like okay, we there, there has to be a downtown arena. I mean, Kate's bought the Oilers and all that kind of stuff. What 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 were your initial? What was your initial take on that? This, this project seemed to be getting off the ground?
0: Well, I sp- I spent six years on the board of Northlands, and during that time, there was a, a number of conversations about potential upgrades to Rexall Place. Um, I was involved in meetings of large groups, small groups, and a couple of one-on-ones with Mr. Cates. And my opinion uh, when I put all of those conversations together is that he is a person who actually believed and wanted to uh, do something great for the city of Edmonton, and had the wherewithal the money was wealthy enough to be able to try to make that happen, uh, so I honestly believe that uh, his intentions were were good uh, making money is uh, is not a bad thing um, i I think that a lot of the uh, negative press and uh, Head banging that went on during the process was because, as a businessman who dealt with medicine shops and Rexall drugstores, if he wanted a drugstore on the corner, I think he simply told his his uh, real estate arm to go buy the land and build him build him a drugstore. And I don't think that he or some of the people that were necessarily working with him were that used to working with a, a municipal government who who day in and day out have a responsibility to be holding to the to the public and and make sure that they deal with all kinds of things in a specific way. So uh, some of the things that happened, I actually heard Mr. Cates at a city council meeting apologize for some of the, the negativism that was going on, but I think that he now is, and I'm sure you're aware of this, is really into the sports and entertainment business he's gotten rid of Rexall mm-hmm. he's gotten rid of the medicine shop. Um, I, I I don't want to argue with anybody about whether or not building the arena downtown was a good idea we've we're past that decision uh, I don't want to argue with anybody about the fact that a city like Edmonton mid-sized and bigger has some serious benefits to having an nhl franchise in their city i just think that's a given uh there was some dreaming by Cates and his group uh... i think he believed at one point that he could put uh... wonderful architectural uh, Visions out there in front of council and they were simply going to say yeah yeah let's do it but that's not the way it worked and uh, I am pleased with the way it did work. Uh, We're going to end up uh, being able to own an arena and the land that it's on and not having raised property taxes to pay any of those bills. the benefits, I think, are dramatic. We get 35 years of a guaranteed NHL franchise, supported and guaranteed by the NHL itself. Uh, if the Cates family at any point in the future doesn't want to have a, a hockey team, whoever they sell it to has to stay here for 35 years. We get 35 years of of our building being operated at no cost to us, 35 years of it being maintained at no cost to us, 35 years of no capital replacement costs, no roof costs, no ice plants, no HVAC system costs. That goes to the EAC. Uh, And uh, the development permits that had been taken out that were promised and are now becoming a reality, Uh, we talked about 600 uh, million dollars. I think we're at 1.6, 1.8, two billion, 2.2, 2.4 billion uh, dollars worth of investment in the area around the arena. Uh, the uplift in property taxes that were not there and would not be there without the arena, the arena as a catalyst, uh, are going to put enough money into the CRL to allow us to pay for that uh, investment in the arena, which was about 50 percent. Uh, so those benefits are, are, to me, undeniable. Any municipality for any project would rather have a partner than no partner. Without a partner, they're paying the whole shot. Uh, here we have a partner that was prepared to invest half of a $480 million building, and uh, I think it's going to work out well.
1: Okay. First of all, great answer. Uh, but, but let me let me ask you this to play devil's advocate. And, and you say, you know, we we're happy to have a partner uh, to invest the full shot. And we, we all know Daryl Cates, wealthy man. He's in the business to make money. And I'll ask you what I often get asked by, by listeners is if he is that wealthy and he does own the Edmonton Oilers and he's a private businessman, why did the city have to get involved at all? Couldn't have you guys just said, you know what, man, it's it's your team. You're used to buying the Rexall property on the corner and building a pharmacy. you got to do the same thing with your arena and pay for it all.
0: Well, I think that he would have started saying the same thing. If I'm going to benefit the city by putting my NHL franchise here, uh, why wouldn't the city build this f- for our franchise? We started at the other end. If you're so wealthy, why wouldn't you pay the whole shot? And we ended up right in the middle. Uh, The Cates Group ended up paying just a little bit over 50% uh, of the cost of that $480 million building. We paid about 49%. uh, And uh, at the end of of the day, we do have an agreement that's hundreds of pages uh, long that spells out every... Uh, every little detail that could be thought of, uh, and it is going to be our building on our land, uh, and real estate uh, right now is, is king.
1: Brian Anderson, city councillor, is in studio. We have uh, hes here till late. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, we'll continue talking about some of the uh, details of Roger's place and uh, how Brian's uh, feelings of it now that it's pretty pretty much finished. And we'll talk a little bit with what's uh, going on with Northlands as well. This is Inside Sports on 6:30, Chad. <music>
0: is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader 630 Chad. We're at
1: 724 in the p.m. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Jack Michaels, Edmonton Oilers play-by-play voice, will be joining us between 8 and 8.30 tonight. Always fun to have Jack on the show right now in studio with Edmonton City Councilor Brian Anderson. He's been on City Council since... Are you the longest-serving councillor right now
0: since 98? On this council, but...
1: Not all time. S-
0: all time fifth.
1: Fifth all time. Are you going to try to make it number one? Absolutely not. Is this, is this the last best term
0: be- for you? Best before date's coming up. Okay.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> You're like a carton of milk, Brian. Uh, uh, thanks for joining us uh, I mean, the whole Rogers... I mean, I, just as an Edmontonian... Uh, whether I'm a sports fan or not I was I was very fascinated by by the whole arena process whether I was working in the media or or not Uh, all the kind of ups and downs and details of the negotiations I I found very interesting Uh, I mean there was a point where uh, the the city actually briefly stopped negotiating with the Cates group because uh, you can correct me if I'm I'm going to try and summarize it quickly but I think you were unhappy with some of the Things he was asking for, and you yeah. drew a bit of a line in the sand, but what was there ever a point, Brian, where you thought, man, I don't know if this is actually going to happen. Were you ever that nervous? I asked Stephen Mandel the same question on monday
0: well i I felt comfortable that we had seven or more votes to move things forward, but there came a day when his negotiating items started to erode the the yes votes and i think that drawing that line in the sand was important uh i think he wanted uh this project to go forward as much as some of the people on council did m- maybe a whole lot more mm-hmm. so that i don't think at any point he was going to jeopardize it and and call it quits
1: yeah uh now that do you have, have you been in the building? Tomorrow. 4 Tomorrow's 30, your first 4 time? 4.30. Yeah. You must be pretty excited. Then. I've
0: looked uh, down from the EPCOR tower onto it and watched it, uh, watched it grow, but from the outside.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I've been lucky. I, I've been in, I think, four times this year. I got to go to the, uh, some of the Oilers skated with some minor hockey kids last Thursday. So we got we a whole bunch of media guys got to stand on the, visitors bench and do some interviews uh, over the boards. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to people being in it um, because, I mean, I know Mandel and, and counselors like you during this whole process reference, we don't want, oh, it's good enough. You know, that's it's fine. You, you wanted a, a big-time rink, and I think I, I'm going to guess you're going to feel that way when you're in it tomorrow.
0: Uh, I think everybody who goes into it is going to say not E-A-G, but O-M-G.
1: Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Blue Jays are still down 2 nothing to the New York Yankees. It is in the bottom of the 7th. Counselor Brian Anderson is going to stick around. We have a little more to talk to uh, talk about with Rogers Place, a little more with Northlands as well, because there are some developments there, right, with what's going on. I guess we just called the Coliseum again. Uh, they took are- the Rexall Place, signed down, Brian.
0: People are still going to call it whatever they... <laughs> whatever they identify with.
1: Uh, It's Inside Sports on 630 Shed. We're back after the 730 News. Thanks for joining us. SkyReach.
0: Your home for breaking news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630Chad.
1: All right. It's 733. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Yeah, the big ribbon cutting at Rogers Place tomorrow. Jalen and Andrew will uh, have that in the afternoon for you. Inside Sports tomorrow night and Friday night. Eskimos game coming up. On Saturday, three thirty pregame show, five o'clock kickoff, eight one and one Calgary in town to face the five and five Eskimos. My name is Reed Wilkins. Good to have you tuning in tonight. City Councilor Brian Anderson joining me in studio for this uh, hour. Brian, once again, thanks for coming in. I know you have an incredibly busy schedule. My pleasure. Uh, Rogers Place getting set to go. That's been getting set to go. That's been a, a big topic of conversation for us. I, I mean, th- there. I, I think Brian, from from my interaction with not just listeners but people in general Um, I I think unfortunately there's still a bit of a a misunderstanding about how the rink is being paid for Um, can, can you maybe give us a little education or a little summary on that on that CRL
0: well CRL everybody uses the acronym but it's a community revitalization levy The name is a description of a method that the provincial government created to assist cities like Calgary and Edmonton to revitalize uh, large, expensive projects to bring back parts of our city. Uh, Calgary was the first CRL, significantly bigger than the the uh, CRL that uh, is uh, taking place in Edmonton. Basically, you apply to the province, you establish a boundary, and this CRL area... uh, I'm going to get it all wrong, but it's a fairly large piece of downtown around the current site of the arena. Mm -hmm. You have to establish a list of projects that you want to use the revenue from the CRL to fund. Then you establish a baseline of the assessed value of all of the properties in the CRL boundary. And once the CRL is accepted and running forward, the uptick, the uplift, the increase in the assessed value of properties uh, becomes CRL revenue. Uh, The average increase in assessed value for 20 or 30 years in that downtown area was about 3%. Mm -hmm. So if you take a 3% increase each year for 20 years, that would say the revenue generated uh, would assume no increased building. So that would be the bottom that the CRL would would generate. Right. If everything that was dreamed of by Wham Development Corporation and the Cates Group came to happen, including the Stantec Tower, we could be talking about Two and a half billion, or or three or four billion dollars, in development permits, which might generate one and a half, maybe two billion dollars over 20 years, in CRL revenue, and when. The mayor, when Mayor Mandel or councillors said that there was going to be no increase in property taxes to pay our share of the arena or buy the land that it's on, they were saying that we are going to use uh, a couple of things. Number one, we were paying $2.6 million to Northlands on behalf of the Oilers as a subsidy to help Northlands be able to uh, operate Oilers games out of out of Rexall Place. We were paying about a quarter of a million dollars a year subsidy to the downtown, or pardon me, the city center mall parkade. Mm-hmm. We had to convince them that it was a money-making proposition and guaranteed them a certain revenue. So they made some money. We topped it off. That money is no longer going to be paid because that parkade is going to be full on a regular basis. Uh, The downtown parking revenue, uh, taxes on the uh, arena parkade, and approximately $230 million in CRL revenue. But if we are going to have the potential of a $1.2, $1.4, $1.6 or $8 Mm -hmm. million, uh, pardon me, billion dollar uh, CRL revenue, the kinds of things that that's going to do in addition to paying our share of the uh, arena building. Uh, Downtown community rink, our share of that. Green and walkable downtown Streets, connectivity, usability of downtown streets by adding wider sidewalks, trees, pedestrian lighting, landscaping, street furnishings, improved paving, downtown stormwater drainage servicing, Jasper Avenue, new vision, a new streetscape along Jasper Avenue, River Valley promenades, uh, promenades. Uh projects in the Civic Precinct Warehouse Campus Neighborhood Central Park, uh, Central Warehouse Housing Incentive Program, and the possibility of the uh university and uh arts community galleria downtown. All of those are possible uh projects that will receive the benefit of the uplift in taxes we believe generated by the catalyst project called the downtown arena
1: right so i think that's and again that's the point i often make to people the 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 tax money to pay for the arena is all from the neighborhood around the arena you're not raising somebody's taxes in terwilliger or mill woods to pay for the arena and i
0: think you could make a very good argument that that increased assessment in that crl area would not Occur without WAM, the Cates Group, the arena occurring and driving the demand for businesses and people to want to be downtown. Uh, The condos, the number of condo units that are being built and will eventually be occupied will create a population downtown that has to be serviced. It will create... Uh, wine shops and bistro bars and curios and to service the population who finish supper and go out for a walk uh, down the street downtown and want to sit down and do things or window shop or
1: Brian, as this has gone on over several years, I mean, what was there? A, was there a question where you were like, "Okay, I know someone's going to probably ask this today. Ask me this today about the arena. Was there a number one concern or question that your constituents would bring to you?
0: Well, I don't think there's any doubt that why are you giving money to a billionaire and millionaire hockey players? Right. Consistently, consistently, during the last election. Uh, or was it two elections ago? Heck, I, I'm losing track now. <laughs> but I I was able to take kind of a one-pager of, of benefits and funding. And when I knocked on the door and they started to yell about paying a billionaire money to... And I said, okay, can I come in and sit down? Fifteen minutes later, they were saying, really? I didn't know that. Can I have that one-pager so I can talk to my neighbors? And I don't think, I mean I think I can honestly say this, that I don't think I sat and talked to anybody that wasn't prepared to accept those 35 years of benefits that I mentioned a little while ago to your to your listeners
1: yeah city councillor brian anderson joining us inside sports on 6:30. 30 quick update from new york still 2 nothing for the yankees leading toronto that one is in the top of the eighth uh the arena is uh exciting it's been a big uh, news story other stuff going on with city council that is sports related as well we want to talk about what is going on with the coliseum because uh i think you guys just decided some stuff yesterday right so brian will fill us in on that when we get back
0: This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 6:30. Chad, the Nudes getting ready to go with Team
1: North America. They will play in Quebec City tomorrow against Team Europe as a part of a World Cup tune-up schedule. This is Inside Sports on 6:30. Chad, it is 7:45. Thanks a lot for joining us, Uh, Robbie. On the text line says uh, Reed, can you ask Councillor Anderson to get that one pager either posted to his social media? or to the ched website i would love to see that and share it as well that is from uh robbie well it's online isn't it
0: well there, a lot of pieces of it are online but what i'll have the the, the uh, office manager do t- tomorrow is my website is brian with a y brian uh, dot anderson at edmonton.ca
1: that's your, your email yeah uh,
0: i'm no that's the website's brian anderson right
1: yeah, sorry, no dot, brianaderson.ca, okay. yes.
0: briananderson.ca, and I'll have the office pull the two or three pieces together and post it on the the homepage of that website uh, sometime tomorrow.
1: Because it's kind of a a, a, a bit of a, a summary like you mentioned. And also I, I should I mean you can go to edmonton.ca or just google edmonton Ar- arena project and yeah. there are several pages uh, yeah. online that break down the funding that explain the CRL um, I'll, I'll admit, depending on your attention span and what your day has been like, they can be a little. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not the smoothest read all the time. I mean, it's not complete legalese, but it, it can be a, a bit to scroll through at times. So, uh, uh, yeah, and if people send that, if you well, you can send it to me as well, and I can get sure. it out there on social yep. media too, so yep. people see how you were yep. how you were summarizing that for for people for sure. It is. Uh, that's going to be a big part. I mean, just as an aside here from any sports stuff we're going to talk about. Um, I, I, I'm guessing, Brian, you're, you're, you have the type of job where you're never really off work. I mean, if somebody, if you're grocery shopping and somebody says, Brian, I just don't understand why my snow didn't get cleaned today. or I mean, you've got you to gotta engage, right? Do
0: you, do you want the ultimate uh, anecdotal story to, to respond to that? Mother's Day. A couple of my girls in the families are on my deck waiting for supper, and my eight-year-old grandson and I are shooting baskets out on the street. Loose ball, I go over, try to stop it from rolling away, step on it, take a header into the curb, mucked up a shoulder, knock myself out. Uh I, I wake up a little while later, and I've got nine neighbors looking down at me with an ambulance and so on and so forth. I happen to be on... On blood thinners, so they wouldn't not let me go to the hospital. I needed a CAT scan, mm-hmm. so three hours at the Grey Nuns, in and out, not bad. The doctor comes out and says, "CAT scan's clean," but I really didn't like the way you voted on that uh, project on White Avenue. He says, "I've got an, I, I've got a house that I own a couple of blocks da- or a couple of doors down from it, so close the curtain." Big lineup in emergency. And he's picking my brains and and giving me his point of view for fifteen minutes in a closed cubicle. So, yes, it happens all the time.
1: But there, it must be. It must also. I mean, you mentioned the one pager with uh, with with Rogers Place and then the arena project and all that stuff. But it must be rewarding to you, though, to be able to sit down with people and say, "Hey, I, I understand that maybe you oppose this or you want to learn more." Uh, so let me just tell you this, and if you still oppose it or you don't or you don't like it, that that's. But it, I mean that must be. Um, I don't know if rewarding is the right word, but it, it must. You must. In, in, I mean, you wouldn't be a city councilor if you don't enjoy that type of interaction and sometimes a little bit well, of confrontation.
0: Reed, we are in a representative democracy, and and basically that is, and I'm sure everybody knows this. Generally, people out there don't want to sit down and do the kind of reading that they expect their elected officials to do. They select somebody they trust to become informed and make decisions on their behalf that make sense. So generally speaking, what I think is important for me to be able to do as much and as often as possible is to give people the benefits of what I I get reports I get I get to pick up a telephone and ask questions of people who wrote the reports I have access to stuff and it's my job to spend 20 hours a week reading and becoming informed and I should be able to uh, whenever I can give the benefit of that uh, information to as many people as possible
1: uh, one thing that uh, information get out there, well, this has been talked about uh, a while. I mean, I'm just looking at our uh, 630Ched.com story, Scott Johnson, who yep. I know you love seeing every yep. day at City Hall. Yep. Um, so the Coliseum, are, are we going with this six-plex idea, the six rinks? Where are we at now?
0: Well, I think that we had such a high-level proposal in the Northland 2020 vision, and the generation of revenue was optimistic in all of the pieces of the proposal, what we did the other day was to give the administration direction to talk to all the possible program providers that could be part of a revitalized coliseum all of the stakeholders that would benefit directly or indirectly from a revitalized coliseum. And then, with all of that information, sort out their best guess at both an affordable, uh, new look. Coliseum that would bring the, the biggest benefit uh, to the most people it, it possibly could. And a report like that, full of that kind of information with some recommendations, will come back uh, to Council. I think at that point we'd be interested in having the administration go out and hunt down as many partners uh, that might be in, able to, or interested in investing Uh in the capital dollars needed to do that and partners that would invest in the operations of that kind of a a uh, new look coliseum so the next report will come back with information about what's possible uh... kind of a conceptual uh... look and recommendation and then discussion will occur and we'll move forward from there
1: I mean I assume it's uh, well maybe I shouldn't assume but I'll just ask is it preferable in your mind to, I mean because I, I know tearing it down has been an option that's that's out there it's clearly preferable to put something in there
0: well I think it, there's a lot of land I mean if you tear down if we were to tear down the the the, the racetrack grandstand the racetrack Rexall place you have to put something back mm-hmm. and I think that There is getting to be a a, a warehouse full of condos, a warehouse full of office buildings, and so on and so forth. I just don't think the time is right now for us to add uh, another um, area of our city that requires real estate investment when we've got... Century Park still waiting on the market to turn around. Mm-hmm. We've got Blatchford uh, ready to go, and I, I think is going to be dependent on uh, how forgiving the market is. So, tearing it down may may not be a very good idea, at least for the foreseeable future. But uh, um, it's even if you ended up with six boarded areas. 3 of them could be ice, 4 of them could be ice. You could end up with one probably the second fastest growing sport in in the Edmonton region is ball hockey. Mm-hmm. And they're limited by places to play. Lacrosse is starting to grow. Uh that would leave all kinds of nooks and crannies that could be leased for uh food services for uh skate shops uh A whole variety of things. So there's an awful lot of planning that's going to have to take place to make that building uh, as usable and as revenue friendly as possible. Uh, The province and the feds and the city of Edmonton right now are not flush with cash. We need to find ways to make this happen.
1: All right, and uh, finally uh horse racing I mean, it looked like it was uh, gone now you hear stuff well could it could it stick around a couple of years what's what's going on with horse
0: racing well i think I think that once Northlands mentioned the fact that this was going to be the last year of horse racing horse racing Alberta went out and did an RFP they received some positive responses from a number of organizations, not the least of which is the um, the reservation to the west of us, Cree.
1: Uh, the, yeah, the river Cree, sure. R- um What are they? It's, uh, that's not the name, but yeah, we. I don't know who you're talking about. Sorry, yeah.
0: Anyhow, they have to sort through that. The results of that RFP. It it may take some time. There may be some positives there, and they may relocate. Not notwithstanding. Uh, Northland's announcement about this is the last year I think that council feels that there's no reason for us to rush them out and uh, horse racing could be around for several years.
1: Okay interesting stuff well Brian thanks for coming into studio it's uh, always informative and I I appreciate your willingness to you know explain a lot of the stuff that's happened over uh, recent years in terms of uh, what we went through with uh, with Rogers Place. Did you ever think it was going to be that difficult?
0: <laughs> I think spending money on pro sports. Look at the 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 heels digging in that the provincial government went through. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely no. We're not going to invest in any pro sports arena. Period. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I think they were simply afraid to have voters call them out on it. Uh, So, yes, it was going to be tough. But as I said, when they want to start giving us nothing and we want to start having them give us everything, I'm really pleased that we ended up smack dab in the middle and we're going to end up with a great downtown centered by uh, an arena and two or three or four billion dollars worth of of development that just wouldn't be there without... uh, the trials and tribulations we went through.
1: <laughs> uh, that is City Councilor Brian Anderson again. BrianAnderson.ca. Thank you so much for coming in, sir. Super. All right. Really good hour on uh, Inside Sports. And, of course, we had former Mayor Stephen Mandel on the show on Monday. If you missed that and want to check it out, go to the Inside Sports page on 630chat.com. We will keep rolling. Coming up after the 8 o'clock news, we will check in with the play-by-play voice of your Edmonton Oilers. He's going to be calling games from the brand-new rink. Jack Michaels is standing by to join us. We'll keep you updated. Oh, the Blue Jays just lost, so there's the update. Uh, It it is a win for the New York Yankees. 2-0 your final, so the Blue Jays temporarily... In second place in the American League East, Uh, Boston playing San Diego tonight. 2-1 for Boston in the top of the third. We're back with Jack Michaels.
0: 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays
1: at 6 on 630 Chad.